Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Hi, listeners. In this episode, I'm going to be doing something different, sharing something different with you, which is a recording that I recently did for uh, PPS, which is the private practice section of the American Physical Therapy Association. There's an event coming up here in November um, at the Gaylord in Aurora, Colorado. And this presentation is on the five levels of awareness. And many owners will ask, where do I start with my marketing? And there's a, a simple way to think about it, a simple tool that was actually uh, first described, at least the earliest that I know of in the 60s by Eugene Schwartz, and very much helps you to think through, you know, working through the lowest hanging fruit the whole way through um, cold traffic. Uh, nonetheless, um, this is my answer for that. Uh, this is the presentation. If you would like to view the whole presentation, there will be a description within the show notes. So feel free to view that if you would like to view rather than listen. Otherwise, please enjoy uh, this special episode of the Grow Your Practice podcast covering the five levels of awareness. Hi, today I'm going to talk about how to generate consistent patient demand by marketing across the five stages of awareness. In this presentation, I'll be going through the current state of healthcare and private practice. I'll be uh, covering what typically gets in the way of consistent growth, whether we're talking about revenue, new patients, or visits. Uh, be covering the five stages of awareness. It's something that I haven't seen a lot of within uh, discuss, being discussed in private practice PT, uh, but we're going to make sense of it all and talk about the, those five stages and how to use that. We're going to talk about successful tactics and marketing strategies that work across the five stages of awareness. And we're also going to talk about a patient demand platform. So to start, let's take a look at healthcare. And right now here in the most recent year that we have is 2021, it was $4.1 trillion spent in healthcare. And that's annually. And that's a staggering number. If we divide that by the population of the U.S., which is right around 340, 350 million people, that number turns out to be $12,530 per year per person, um, at least last year, for the cost of healthcare. That is more than $1,000 per person per month. That is a staggering number, significantly higher than any other country in the world. And just, you know, just quickly ask yourself, are we effective with the use of that dollar? We, well, we just had experienced, at least men in the U.S. experienced a uh, two-year decrease in life expectancy. Um, and for the first time in forever, uh, female life expectancy actually declined as well. So no, it's not effective. We have super high obesity rates. We have uh, chronic conditions, absolutely not the most effective use of the dollar. In fact, if you go to peer-reviewed research within physician uh, journals, including the Journal of the American Medical Association, there is a significant amount of research on unnecessary medications, injections, and surgery, right? And frequently that the number cited is between 20 and 25% of, of those dollars. So 
where is the money going, right? If we have 72% of that money um, or 720 plus dollars per month going to medications, injection, surgery, and diagnostic imaging, uh, 10% is going to all of conservative care. How do they define conservative care? It's physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech, which makes up about 2.6%, chiropractic care, uh, dentistry, and podiatry. So $100 per month goes towards conservative care or $26 per month goes towards PTOT and speech combined. And $720 per month goes towards uh, more invasive care. You and I, as private practice owners, no doubt feel the, the impacts of this. We have declining reimbursements, uh, seems to be happening every year, more challenging uh, referral environment. You're likely very aware of the study that was published uh, 2003 to 2014 in the Journal of General Internal Medicine, uh, citing a 53.6% decline, decrease in physician referral to uh, physical therapy, specifically for one of three back pain diagnoses. But that there's a more challenging referral environment than 10 or 20 years ago, 30 years ago, within uh, private practice PT. There's intense competition from other healthcare providers. And in general, most people are largely unaware uh, of what we can do with our services. Uh, there's a, a largely unaware community that's not being educated or guided to our services, and they're choosing other, other paths or being directed elsewhere. It really puts the responsibility on you and I as private practice owners um, and physical therapists to educate our communities and ultimately help prevent unnecessary surgeries, injections, medications, diagnostic imaging. And really quick, I want to go through what typically happens for most of us. Because we are clinicians um, and roughly 50% of the physical therapy private practice market is a, a solo practitioner. Um, yeah, so a sole proprietor setting. Uh, what happens for many of us is we want to attract patients, right? Our census is down. We launch a few marketing campaigns. Maybe we have a speaking engagement. We do some sort of activity, perhaps visit a referral source. Um, we run advertising online or in a print newspaper. Maybe we get a news spot. We do some sort of marketing uh, tactic that works. We then get busy treating patients and we stop marketing. What happens after that? Our census decreases. Now we have to go out and reinvent the wheel and do it all over again, right? And many of us can stay on this roller coaster uh, literally for years, if not our entire private practice career. What typically gets in the way of solving this is number one, we don't have enough time. We're time starved as private practice owners. And any time that we do market, we have to, again, the, the term that we hear most often is, I feel like I'm reinventing the wheel every time I do marketing. So I have to go out, I have to write an email campaign and launch it. I have to you know, reply to any, everybody that responds to our email campaign, or I have to get out of the clinic, hop in my car and uh, drive to physician referral sources, or I have to contact, you know, whether it's uh, digital media, online media or offline media, I have to purchase the media, write the campaign, figure out what what is happening what is the call to action i have to create this entire campaign and i don't really have time to do that because i'm too busy treating within the clinic trying to grow my practice working on my business doing administrative tasks as well the second thing that gets in the way is we don't know what's working and what's not and i'm guilty of this myself and i've heard it from many other owners as well but we run a campaign 
and then uh, the campaign is completed. It's now two or three months later, and we're asked, usually by the person that sold us the media, how did that work? And we don't know, right? There's no tracking. Uh, yes, we did something. We checked a box, but we're not sure if it worked or not. And the third thing that typically gets in the way, especially with online automation right now, is the systems are overly complex and time consuming. We have to not only be an excellent clinician and keep up with our education there and then learn business acumen as well, but now we have to learn an entirely different uh, set of competencies within marketing systems that are available to us. Ideally, what do we want to happen? What are we trying to do? Well, I think for most of us as private practice owners within physical therapy, we want to get consistent practice growth and ultimately flip the healthcare pyramid, right? This is not a new concept. This has been in private practice uh, for quite some time, if not decades. But ultimately, we want to see physical therapy placed in its rightful spot as the foundation for musculoskeletal neurological health right? So see the PT first is one example of a campaign that I can remember uh, within private practice in the past. But we want that to come before the more invasive procedures like medications, injections, and surgery, right? There was that famous study uh, in, I believe it was Puget Sound published in 2008 on the front cover of the Wall Street Journal. Many of us have seen that particular diagram, but Essentially, what happened is person who can um, who went into triage within the hospital system, um, the average plan of care when not seeing a physical therapist first was twenty two hundred to twenty four hundred dollars for that plan of care. If they went to see a physical therapy uh, physical therapist first, it was eight to nine hundred dollars, right? So, and I believe the insurance company uh, in question or within the research in the article, was Aetna, and they actually increased the rate. They wanted to reward people for going to physical therapy before the more invasive, more expensive uh, methods of providing healthcare. So if we want a more affordable system for tomorrow, this is ultimately what we want to make happen. So how do we do that? Well, there's five stages of marketing, and uh, it would be better if we were doing this live and you had a quiz, but th that's okay. So you know, how do we make sense of all of the marketing that is available to us um, today? So what I came across this uh, concept, the five stages of awareness in a book called Breakthrough Advertising written by Eugene Schwartz. I believe it was published in 1967. But he talks about this and it's, it's a rather, uh, was a rather unique idea at the time, uh, became really popular. It definitely takes work to understand your marketplace, your ideal market and how you're uh, marketing. Um, and he, but he essentially had five categories and you have to decide who you're targeting with any marketing initiative. So at the most basic level, at the bottom of your screen, you see aware, right? This is the person that knows you, they love you, um, and they want to buy from you. They saw you for their total knee replacement and now they're having shoulder pain two years later and they want to come in and see you for their shoulder. They're very aware. The next level up we have is product aware and they know you, right? So maybe they saw you for their their total knee, but they're not aware that you do, um, that you can see them for their, their neck or that you can see them and help them with their vestibular issues uh, or vertigo or whatever them, they might have, right? So they're, they're product aware, they're aware of you, but they're not necessarily aware of everything that you specialize in or everything that you can help them out with. They want to know, are you right for them? 
solution aware. This is the person who's literally searching in Google physical therapist near me. They know they have a problem. They know they want physical therapy and they're looking for the person uh, who is closest to them, who is um, most available to them and specializes in what they're looking for. The next level up in terms of awareness is problem aware. My shoulder hurts. What can I do? Right. Do I, should I be taking Tylenol, a leave, something else over the counter? Should I be putting ice on it, heat on it? Um, should I be seeing an acupuncture, um, acupuncturist? Should I go see a chiropractor? Should I call my family doctor? Do I need an MRI? This is the person who is problem aware, again, in this case, shoulder pain, but they're not exactly sure where to start or what to do. Unaware is the person who's never heard of you or the problem. So when we think about different marketing media types, where does it fit in? Well, most of us likely who are watching this have some sort of email, right? We can send our past patients email. Um, that is for people who are very aware, right? They're already on your list. They already know, like, and trust you. That's the use of email. We could probably throw in, if you're doing like a patient newsletter, that would also fit in the highly aware. For product and solution aware, there we're typically targeting Google, right? And this is surprising. But literally, if we take a term, for example, like back pain, the search volume for back pain nationwide is actually less than what we see typically in a local area, small local area for a single practice on the meta family of advertising, which is Facebook and Instagram, or something like YouTube, right? Significantly more eyes available. It's a more invasive um, media type in Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm watching a video or I'm scrolling through Facebook, I'm scrolling through Instagram, and then I see an ad, right? So that is uh, the, the least aware, right? But it's also the biggest marketplace to play. It's also more complex. And it also takes more to take a person who is completely unaware um, that they have a problem. You know, they know that they're, they can't put their belt on like they used to before, but they don't even realize that they have, you know, uh, adhesive capsulitis or a, a shoulder issue where they're limited. Right? They're changing the way they're getting in and out of the car, um, but they're not even aware that they have a, a hip dysfunction right, or an SI joint issue, anything like that. So they're, they're very unaware. That is where we want to use the more, uh, I call them invasive, but the more interruptive, disruptive types of media. So Google is for people who likely already know, like, and trust you, or um, for people who are searching specifically for you, it's not great at converting people who are unaware. And, you know, for years we tried and tested um, with Google trying to convert the unaware market. And it just, it does not work where the, those other media types that are listed in the top circle there, um, they're better for the unaware population. So let's talk about some specific strategies here. So number one, uh, and when we're talking about the most aware, we want to use email. Why should we use that? Well, for those of us that have a patient email list or a patient contact list, um, it, it, that list is your most valuable asset in your business, right? Um, what you can do from that is through regular communication, uh, you can reactivate past patients who need additional services. You can encourage plan of care uh, follow through with indoctrination sequences, et cetera, and you can get more word of mouth referrals. How do you do that? Well, you want to have a cadence. You want to have some sort of schedule. And what we see in general within private practice PT is most therapists 
that if they have a list, they've never emailed that list. Or when they do, it's very infrequent, meaning uh, once a quarter or less frequent than that, right? Well, you want to decide on a cadence um, that works for you and stick to it consistently. I know practices that do uh, an email every single week. They don't burn their list out when it's done properly, um, and they get reactivations, word of mouth referrals, and plan of care follow through there. Um, but the, in, in terms of the how, that's how you want to think through it. You always want to lead with value, you know, balance offers and promotions with goodwill emails. If you only do goodwill, then you're likely not going to see a lot of past patients reactivated uh, plan of care follow through and word of mouth referrals as a benefit of your email. If you only do offers and promotion, uh, you're going to burn out your list quickly, right? So the right way to think about it is do the goodwill first, then people that interact with that goodwill email or campaign then you provide them an offer, right? So they have to open it, they have to interact, download the report, watch the video, et cetera, and then uh, provide the offer. The other thing here is, you know, you wanna personalize the subject line. Uh, there's significant study on this, but the subject line really counts in terms of getting your email open. Frequently um, in the email campaigns that we send out, we'll see a 40% plus um, open rate when done properly. If it's not done properly, the industry standard is less than 20%, right? So paying attention to the subject line is significant if you want to get your email open and responded to. And um, yeah, so, I mean, there we just pulled one example of an email campaign for a practice, and you can see some success there as well when done properly. Next thing that we want to do is host partner workshop. So what is a partner? Well, this could be um, anybody in your community who has a list that looks very similar to um, your patient list. So if you're treating, let's say, uh, 40, the 45 to 64 year old demographic who's experiencing musculoskeletal problems, think about where else do they shop? Where else do they spend time? So, you know, could you do something with the local gym, maybe a silver sneakers program, something like that? Um, that is a, a demographic match for where your people are spending their time. Coffee shops, township, community centers work really well. So that that's the idea of a partner workshop. It's somebody who is hosting you um, to do a presentation. And if you're not familiar with workshops, there's lots of other names, you know, lectures, seminars, et cetera. It, it's all one and the same thing. So why do we want to do that? It's one of the most cost-effective ways, especially when somebody is promoting you and bringing you in for you to build trust and create some awareness and education, deliver education within your community. Um, you can talk about and work with the host around whatever condition or treatment program uh, that you and your services provide that is also beneficial to the people in the room. And you can uh, leverage ultimately what you're doing is leveraging the local partners existing audience. There's some other things in here. We offer reciprocity you know, for if we're doing something, for example, at a Gold's Gym that has a silver sneaker program, we're promoting that to our list as well, that we're involved in the community and that we're out educating. So how do we do that? We, we at least, at minimum, uh, host a workshop with a local business at least once a month. And the great thing is, is that once you establish these, they're very easy to get back on a schedule. So just last week, we held one uh, with a local uh, township center. There were over 100 people in attendance. I think it was 130. 
Um, and we did that on balance and dizziness. And now we'll go back six months from now and present on another topic. We want to focus on businesses or groups that, again, really have a lookalike audience to who uh, you treat within your clinic and who you want to treat. And yeah, these can be very successful, frequent to see um, an, an influx of 10 or 20 new patients from a single event. How do we market to the solution aware? So this was the, the middle level in terms of the awareness. This is where uh, Google ads come in, right? So Google shows your ads to people with high intent um, who are currently searching for a solution. It's uh, it also uh, what you can do is it really helps you compete quickly and easily with your competition. Even if people are searching for your competition, you can still rank and, and show up um, on the Google search. And, you know, it was the, the most visited site in last year in 2020 in 2021 with over 80 billion views, right? So it's highly common. There is a misconception here that um, when this search volume in a local area is going to be really high for a specific diagnosis. That's not, think about how you use Google and the most successful practices are mimicking that as well, right? So there's not a, a tremendously high volume of people that are searching, for example, rotator cuff and shoulder problems, uh, treatment in a, in a given area within a given month. Um, but for those that are very aware, they are there. the other uh, commonly misunderstood fallacy here is people who are searching for you on Google or searching for a solution on Google are significantly easier to convert, right? It's a lower lift. It's easier to do less uh, energy, money, and resources and time. So how do we do it? You know, you can do a keyword search and target your ads based on words and phrases that relate to your services. For example, physical therapy near me should be ranking for that right away. And then, uh, you know, what we see working the best is Google ad and then taking somebody to a landing page, which you can see a couple of examples of ads over on the right, um, that reflects and, and is in line with the keyword. Right. So whatever the person was searching for, we take them to a landing page that matches what they search for. Right. The next level up, we have uh, problem aware and the unaware. Right. This is the lowest. These are the lowest levels of awareness. What do we do there? Facebook and Instagram scrolling through. Uh, and there are other examples here as well. These are the most common, uh, most tested right now within the physical therapy space. Why do we want to be here? Once you've developed uh, consistent marketing, you know, from your patient list and the warm audiences likely with a partner, you know, it, now it's time to expand into cold traffic. How do we do that? The easiest way, most successful way that we see time and time again, long-term for long-term success, and that's a key differentiation, but long-term success is leading with education, right? Talking about various problems that people might be experiencing, whether it's Know, neuropathy or urinary incontinence or scleroderma, postmastectomy lymphedema, uh, vestibular issues, vertigo, BPPV, VOR reflex, whatever it might be, um, musculoskeletal issues such as shoulder pain and rotator cuff tears, et cetera. We want to lead with education, right? What that does for you long-term is it establishes you as the authority, celebrity, and expert in your area. And people might not even come into you for the, this, whatever you're advertising for, let's say you're advertising for shoulder pain, 
they will start to ask you, hey, by the way, I know you're the physical therapist that specializes in shoulder pain. I have a neck issue, right? So you start to establish, we call it ACE, authority, celebrity expertise. Um, But when done well, especially on these platforms, it can create um, a, a nice effect for you and establish you within your community as somebody who knows how to handle uh, whatever the given problem is. So the the next thing that I wanna cover here and bring this all together is we have the five levels of awareness. There's obviously different media types that we can be using to market um, our services to the community and doing it the right way, specifically with patient education, but how do we tie it all together, right? Because one of those problems, if you remember that slide where we talked about you know, literally surveying hundreds of practice owners, what normally gets in the way when you try to do this, your marketing, it's, I don't know what's working um, and I don't know what's not working, right? How do I track everything? I'm trying to do this in an Excel spreadsheet or a series of Excel spreadsheets that many of us are guilty of, right? But I just, I, I'm losing too much of, of what's really going on here. So we have to have a record. We have to have a consistent record, just like we do in the clinic. Um, we have to have a consistent record of what we're doing in marketing and tracking where people are from. And that's really in the form of a patient demand platform. And the, this figure on the right is it's called a flywheel. It's from the ideas from Jim Collins of uh, Good to Great and Built to Last fame, who studied you know hundreds of companies and specifically noted uh, the top performers in each industry, those that outperform their peers by 10 or more X, right? 10X or more in terms of growth. And there's this concept of the flywheel and the flywheel involves a great deal of effort to get going. But once we get inertia, once we get movement, uh, requires very little effort to keep going, right? So if you remember in the roller coaster where we were busy in the clinic and then our census falls and then we have to go out and market, we're busy marketing and now we have a, a waiting list of patients. Now we go back in the and treat and we just ride that forever. The idea is building a system long-term and here's how we think about that. The first thing in your upper left-hand corner within the circle is attract, right? So we have to get people from our email campaigns, from our advertising to raise their hand and say, yes, I'm interested in learning more about whatever their given problem is, right? So that's the attraction component. Once they raise their hand or replied an email or take some sort of action, now we have the conversion phase. This is commonly overlooked, not just in physical therapy practices, but really across the board. It's especially painful with NPT. Uh, you know, for years we've, you know, if you think about 10 years ago, many of us were not marketing direct to the consumer. Now we are. So we understand that, yes, when we're marketing direct to the consumer, attraction is important. Understanding the components of uh, marketing, very important. But now that we have the ad in the community and we're getting an influx of ad responders or email responders, there is this conversion component. Uh, component. And just from surveys, research, working with owners, conversion is frequently missed or overlooked, uh, not paid attention to or even ignored, right? So conversion is the conversation that that ad responder is having with your front desk um, via email, phone call, text, whatever you're using to communicate. Um, And it's tracking everything, right? So we want to be able to track exactly what's happening there. Um, so that we can get better as we go along. And there are best practices there as obvious with any any other uh, component of running a, a PT practice. 
And then finally, we want to be able to track and measure it all. And if we're not doing that, it's very hard to go back to the and look at our attraction and say, here's what's working and here's what's not working, right? Here's what needs to be improved. So we have to measure it all underneath um, and, and have the data to do so. So, you know, here's some examples of attraction, you know, running a marketing calendar that sets up when we're sending out an email campaign that sets up when we're running our advertising, whether it's online or offline, right? And, and thinking through that. So this is typically the first component for setting up the attraction. Are we hosting events? For example, here, you know, you see a back pain and sciatica workshop that's scheduled um, at the end of the month. What has to happen for the two to four weeks beforehand to promote with online and offline advertising in order to have a full workshop, right? We put that in a marketing campaign for a track. Then we have conversion. You know, these are just an example of some email campaigns um, that we're currently tracking in terms of success of reactivating past patients, increasing word of mouth referrals um, as well from our, our patient list and delivering goodwill to that patient list over time. And then finally, we want to you know, uh, measure everything that's going on so we can decide, we can take a look at what's working, right? Here you can see you know, 418 essentially registrants or ad responders, 92 people coming through for uh, a, and scheduling a plan of care, that would be 22% conversion, extremely high and beneficial. And then we can go back in the data and look at um, what is performing and what is really driving that success, but only when we have uh, measurement. So, you know, if, if you'd like to learn more about uh, patient demand marketing and real ultimately how it can work in your practice, we put together a ton of free resources uh, what you can do to learn more there is go to getbreakthrough.com forward slash resources. There's also information and it's absolutely free on uh, articles that we've done, training, online training that we've done around the uh, around the five levels of awareness as well and how you can implement that into your practice. Thank you. Remember to visit getbreakthrough.com to access our free resource library designed specifically for private practice growth. While you're there, make sure you register for a complimentary growth assessment to learn about potential opportunities for growth in your local market. Again, thank you for tuning into the Grow Your Practice podcast and supporting our mission to help people in pain get back to normal naturally.